We're pregnant. Bro, do you even I live? can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. This won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa, hear that? What's that that was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. It's totally my natural hair color. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was solid. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. You may have noticed in the last couple of weeks that I've been away because I went to a pre-med conference and then I had a rash of midterm exams to take. Well, that's done for the time being, so now I want to take a moment to thank you for your patience and for putting up with Siri's nonsense while she was hosting the show by herself. Hey. I also want to thank those of you who emailed us this month to check in on me and to wish me luck on my exams. Being a pre-med student can be crazy tough, so it was really nice to receive all the well wishes. Thank you. That's actually a nice segue into this week's adventure where we explored the marriage between biologics and nanotechnology and how together these two inventions are replacing human doctors. Okay, simmer down, Siri, because in real life, we actually had a look at some of the things that can happen to the body during times of stress, like when every week is exam week. As you might imagine, all kinds of things can happen to our bodies during times of stress. So this topic could have easily turned into a long, drawn-out, 12 or 24 part mini series and I don't know about you but to me 24 episodes on stress sounds like a huge killer so for this week's adventure we decided to narrow the stress topic down to a single area that we think you or someone you know might be able to relate to and no it's not the medical robot takeover Instead, for this week's adventure, we explored hair loss. We will talk more about the robot takeover in a future episode. No, we won't. If you've ever had enough hair on your head to wash or comb or brush or trim, You've probably noticed that from day to day, some of your hair falls off your head. Maybe you find it in your brush or in the drain, and you probably don't think much of it because you know that it's perfectly normal for about 100 of these hairs to fall off your head every day. And you're right to think that because shedding a little hair here and there is all part of the circle of hair life. Hair is what happens when our bodies make fun shapes out of proteins. 
and then pushes them out into the world from little bulbs in our skin called hair follicles. And though hair grows from living skin by way of living hair follicles, the hair itself is dead because the proteins it's made out of are dead. Having dead protein hanging off our bodies may sound gross, and maybe you're already changing your mind about how important it is to keep from losing it. But gross or not, hair is very helpful in protecting us from germs and radiation from the sun. It also helps keep us warm, and like many other materials that our bodies make, it goes through a perfectly normal cycle of growing for a while and then falling off. But what's the deal when your hair falls off and it never grows back? When it seems to be getting thinner or you start to notice little spots where no hair is growing at all? Well, this is the kind of change that is typically described by the term hair loss or alopecia if you're being official. As scary as losing your hair may sound, it is somewhat common and it has probably been giving us shit since the beginning of hair time. But after all these years, even though hair loss is somewhat familiar to us, we still haven't quite unlocked all of its secrets. But that's not to say we've been sitting around wringing our hands and not making much progress. We seem to care an awful lot about not losing our hair, We care so much, in fact, that hair loss has become a gigantic market. Around the world, hair loss has become a nearly $2 billion industry per year. Millions of those dollars are spent on research to get a better understanding of how hair loss works and how doctors might be able to treat it in the future. Even though $2 billion is a drop in the bucket compared to other things we spend money on, like cancer research, our efforts have gotten results. Sort of. As reward for our investment, there is no shortage of things people can use to try to save their hair. Today, we can have everything from simple nourishing shampoos to full-out surgical procedures. And we've probably all seen those ads for that special spray we can use to color in our bald spots. And if you haven't seen that ad, report to YouTube immediately and search for the video of the commercial. You will not regret it. So anyway, for all of the advertising and money that is spent trying to fix hair loss, Many of us still tend to think of hair loss as a sad turn of events that mostly only affects older men, which kind of makes sense because more than 50% of men will start to have at least some hair loss by the time they turn 50. 30% of them wind up going bald, and for those men, hair loss can start as early as age 30. With that in mind, It's easy to see hair loss as an old guy's problem, but women actually deal with hair loss during their lives too. 20% of us will have some hair loss at some point. So if you're a man or a woman, but not a robot, there is a chance 
that you could someday join the ranks of the countless generations of people who have been faced with losing their hair. But fear not. If hair loss or baldness are problems for you, there are some fairly tame options for trying to save the hair you have left without having surgery. Today, there is not one, but two non-surgical hair loss treatments that are approved for use on human hair. One of these treatments is a cream called minoxidil that was originally developed as a blood pressure medicine. After noticing that minoxidil had a side effect of causing patients to grow hair in random and unwanted places for no apparent reason, minoxidil was re-released in the 1980s as a way to stop hair loss. And by the time you saw the commercial for it, it was probably being called by its new name, Rogaine. A short time later, in the 1990s, another drug called finasteride was released for the treatment of hair loss. Finasteride is a pill that patients can take to stop balding, and it's most commonly called by its stage name, Propecia. Even though they cannot make hair grow back, both of these medicines are considered safe and effective treatments for stopping hair loss. However, if either of these treatments is working for you and you suddenly decide to quit using them, you can bet that your hair will start falling out all over again. That does not sound very satisfying. No, I suppose it doesn't. Especially when you consider that there were only two options to choose from in the first place. But it's better than nothing. And it's light years better than some of the other choices floating around out there. Two measly medicines for approved hair loss treatment does seem like an awfully low number. But believe me when I say that that low number is not for lack of trying. Thousands and thousands of hair loss remedies have been described in recorded human history. And thanks to the internet, even the oldest and most bizarre ones are making a comeback. Some of the really old remedies for hair loss involved things like slathering the rotten fat from dead snakes, crocodiles, and hippos on your head. In ancient Egypt, it was believed that the worse these remedies smelled, the better they worked. Likewise, in ancient Greece, the famous doctor Hippocrates was known to have treated hair loss with pigeon droppings. And not too far away, Aristotle tried goat pee. Other ideas included crushed horse's teeth, deer bone marrow, sulfur, and tar. Later in history, people of the European Renaissance period graduated to using cow spit. People in China tried herbs and animal testicles. In India, people tried meditation and standing on their heads. And if you think America didn't have a go at this, think again, because as late as the 1800s, we were using all manner of contraptions like electric shock, motorized scalp massagers, and suction devices to try and get our hair back. At first glance, and then at second and third glance, the strange factor in these approaches seems pretty high, but given the way they have been used, they 
actually have a few things in common with products you probably have in your house right now. For one thing, many of these wacky hair loss remedies are based on the idea that increasing blood flow or nutrients to our heads will help give us lush and healthy hair. Some of the other remedies also involve the idea that our hair would grow back strong and healthy if we just get around to unclogging the pores on our heads. Sound familiar? Now before you go judging old-timey people for believing odd things about their hair loss, remember that given the limited knowledge that everyday people had, these ideas probably made perfect sense at the time. And really, some of these may even seem to make some sense today, it's just that as it turns out blood flow, scalp nutrition, and squeaky clean pores don't actually do anything to address the real causes of hair loss. And, as a side note, they also don't do anything to make your hair any healthier. Hair cannot be made healthy, because remember, hair is dead. It cannot be fed or nourished because it is not alive. Some nourishing approaches, such as hot oil treatments, can actually cause inflammation that make hair problems even worse. At best, all these remedies and products can do is help us to keep our hair clean, unless they're made of pigeon droppings. But I digress. The truth is that the real reason we lose our hair well, there are lots of reasons. We said before that one of the reasons is stress, but other reasons are things like aging or medication or chemotherapy or infections or the growth of scar tissue where our hair is supposed to be. You can even lose hair from pulling it too tight into certain hairstyles like cornrows and dreadlocks or from suffering a really, really bad fever. Most of the time though, when we lose our hair, it's because of our genetics. That's right. If you're basically healthy and you've gone bald, it's probably because someone else in your family, a generation or two ahead of you, was bald. Scientists believe that this kind of hair loss happens when our bodies start converting a hormone, testosterone, into another hair-thinning hormone called dihydrotestosterone. Or DHT for short. The DHT makes the hair follicles shrink and start producing tiny, very fine, peach fuzz-like hairs where thicker, more robust hair strands used to grow. And for some reason, this process affects hair on the top of the head without affecting hair on the sides of the head. And this is what causes that common monk ring look. But it also gives us a shot at trying for a comb over. So at the end of the day, depending on our genes, some of us are going to lose some of our hair. Or most of our hair. Or all of our hair. And most of the products out there won't do a damn thing about it. And that may make us sad, but the good news is, lost hair usually grows back. And if it doesn't, it's probably not anything to worry about. 
unless you're facing starvation, losing huge chunks of hair all at once for no apparent reason, or dealing with some other serious condition like lupus, there isn't much reason to think that losing your hair is a sign of a health problem. So even if changes in your hair make you less confident about your body image, which could have been an entire episode by itself, you can take comfort in the fact that the balding you is probably just as awesome and as healthy as ever. And at the end of the day, how many things can we really say are more important than our health? And if that doesn't do it for you, know this, even though hair follicles go through changes when the humans experience hair loss, the follicles don't die or stop working completely, so it's very likely that new techniques, like hair, follicle, cloning, will be developed in the next decade to help make hair great again. If you were wondering, we did not make up that last part about hair cloning. Techniques for hair follicle cloning are currently undergoing animal tests through institutions like the Department of Bioengineering at Imperial College in London. Well, I think that about does it for now. Hopefully this week's episode hasn't caused you to worry too much about your own hair. But if it did, you can always consider seeing your dermatologist to be sure nothing serious is going on. Until next time, stay tuned everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?